0: barbecue brand weber no, they make no. barbecues okay like, like barbecue yes yeah. okay not like barbecue sauce yeah, yeah yeah um so they sent they do a thing called a recipe of the week email and they sent out on friday yeah and they sent out like a recipe on friday that was like um a, a barbecue meatloaf yeah uh recipe and then they sent out an apology email afterwards that was Why? like we're sincerely sorry we are because obviously, I think cancel culture is like so terrifying to those businesses um, that they don't really f- like process it or they're so, I don't know. Like, Why would they be protesting it? Because meatloaf died. And uh, they thought it was insensitive.
1: Are you fucking kidding they me? They sent out an
0: apology email that was like, "We're deeply sorry." Um, this morning you received a Did, weekly. They do.
1: They do know his Christian name's not Meatloaf. <laughs>
0: this morning, this morning you received our weekly recipe of the week email, which is sent to you every Friday. In today's email, we highlight a grilled recipe, a grilled Meatloaf recipe. At the time we shared this recipe with you, we were not aware of the unfortunate passing of the American singer. The American singer and actor Marvin Lee Andy Also known as Meatloaf Stop We want to express Our deepest apologies For the oversight And for any offence This male may have
1: caused Okay (laughs) Everybody needs to calm down Like I was just like What? This is like the sexy Eminem thing That's covering up for the fact That Mars have an ongoing Slavery case that, that's happening And they're trying to cover up the, Have you seen that um, You know that thing That the le- the right do Where they Take a thing That the left Actually don't care about Yeah So the last time It was the Dr. Seuss books yeah. And now what they've done Is you know the green M&M Was like the sexy lady she's M&M highly sexualized. So they've now made her Not sexual So she just looks She's kind of like Just ambiguously Whatever Um. So now the right Are all like This cancer culture has Gone too far I want to fuck this M&M So Tucker Tucker is trying to fuck an M&M And the left are like We don't actually care about this this, what we do care about Is the fact that Mars are now Embroiled in a Massive slavery lawsuit Massively huge Slavery lawsuit And in order to Detract from that They decided to Bring out the Non-sexy and M&M Because they knew It would pick, piss off The right And then piss off The left And the discussion Would be dropped In the fact that They have been Using slave labour For years And continue to do so Where? Where were they using it? Everywhere like anywhere that they have cocoa plants, they're using slave labor. Oh my god! Like it's terrible. known about Mars. Like it's fully known about Mars. Like there's a lot of articles you can actually read about it online if you just Google it. But yeah, like so instead they were like, we're gonna make the sexy. We're you can't fuck the MM anymore. So yeah, that's what's happening. Oh okay. In the world today, but that's crazy that they. Yeah, apologize. they sent out an email. It's like um, Alec Baldwin preemptively apologizing for what he did to women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, before the Me Too, was began, like, uh, was like, listen, listen, I've, I've done got, some, I've stuff I've got some things that I want to get
0: out. Stuff. But I think uh, if so, if that if it was the other way around, I'd have to come out and apologize <laughs> what? about the things I've done to <laughs> men. Did you punch me in the dick. No, like, Hoorayah! I would say now There's some questionable things I've said in work.
1: I don't really speak to men, so it I've really said
0: uh, some things in work where I'm sure, like James said in work today, he was like, uh, you know, Sarah Jane just says everything that men can't say anymore. About, but he said, but it's about men. It's about men. And I was like, yeah. That's just it. So. That's true. No, I don't, And the I don't girl mean. from HR was like, what?
1: What's and happening I was like, Yeah. Change subject. You have firemen. <laughs> 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 um, change, change, Change subject. Change but, subject. Yeah, yeah, man. It's great. I'm really talking about
0: it. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Someone tried to bring a dead man into a post office to get his pension this week. And I his don't know. His dad. Like, his, his own dad. father. His dad. I don't know why people aren't talking about that more. Like, I oh, know I there's j- memes and there's stuff everywhere, and don't get me wrong, I know that this is insensitive, but it's fucking hilarious. Like,
1: it's. And my sister sent me that voicemail that I sent <laughs> oh, on to you. Oh my
0: god, that voicemail. I, I was like, together.
1: what the fuck is happening? You know hosies. Yeah. Like, uh, the worst part about it is it was his dad. It was his dad.
0: Now there's some reports That say that he wasn't dead, and but then he on died. His deathbed. Like he, like was, he was dying. He was dying. For no, but I don't know if that's true. Two. And then they just left. They, they just left. left. They
1: just left. Yeah. And that my heart is out To that poor I'm woman, the shop. The fucking shop What is happening? Yeah. Like Ireland's gone mad. Sure did Jesus himself Get down off the cross For the spoon He did uh, The Ireland has been Absolutely nuts For the last two months Like I just was like I hear you're all uh, The pandemic's gone Pandemic's over I heard the pandemic has ended I heard the pandemic's over Ended on a Thursday It's done <laughs> It's over It ended on a Thursday it's ended on a Thursday She decided She'd had
0: enough She packed I'm her done. things i have had enough this shit. It's shot. like I'm the done. end of an This is what I said to mm-hmm. Granger today No it's not true I didn't I said this in my head Um this is like the, you know when M. Night Shyamalan Sh- Sh- uh, makes movies and he can never come up with no. an ending. So he just likes the end.
1: The Irish government. It was a ghost. Did an M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Like ending to this I, pandemic. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not expecting it. Like to the, to the to the degree that it's happened. I didn't expect it to be that cutthroat. Like just That's so where, like It's done. Um, and I was texting you today. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm just a little bit freaked out, man. I think everybody's freaked out, I'm just and am really just like out. one of
0: two like one of two reasons you're freaked out. The first reason is that you have spent two whole years mm. trying to protect yourself from a virus, yep. And so you're, and you, and like we're the type of people that when it started, we immediately got into line, yeah. And we're like, okay, what do what we need do we to do? Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we d- did a little bubble, like yeah. you know, we did everything we were supposed to do. And we did that for two whole yeah. years Emma
1: And now it's like
0: oh, you And then can do, do whatever The other was That there isn't a There wasn't like a phased.
1: No It was literally it was like, like Right that's it we're You done. don't need the curve. COVID certs uh, Everything's open Everything's And I'm just like And it's so weird Because Colin was saying he's getting the train home today And it was jammed And it's stuff like that That's freaking me out And I have To be perfectly honest with you I haven't been in town like I don't go to town anymore. I don't go anywhere. And I, I I need to get out of it though because there's no reason for me to be afraid. But also I've gotten used to the silence. And I like the quiet in my office. And I know that's going to change now. And I'm going to be like, shut up. Yeah, I, I didn't have that for the up. whole yeah, you pandemic. To, there's only like four people in my office. So that's going to change now. And I know I'm going to be like, shut up. Um It's, it's amazing not... how quickly you can get used to something. But it wasn't quick. Oh,
0: it's, two it's two years. Two years. Two... Solid ass years. So I think there's that, and then the other thing is like that. Um, it's not it like no it's a, the sci- the science people are saying that there's one of two things that those can happen. science people. The so first thing is is that there's a new variant in Denmark, I, heard I believe. About that, yeah. Um, and they were like, we don't know what's going to happen there, but then the second thing is is that they think, and all of the modelling is suggesting that when the Spanish flu kind of came to an end, this is very similar to it. Kind of similar thing. So it peaked, and what happened is, that uh, a large, because we're still in the wave of the Omicron variant, and a large percent of the overall global population have gotten it. Okay. So much that they think, because we're going by the time it like finishes that peak, that we'll be in the summer. Okay. And that the variant after that will literally be something close to the flu. okay. Okay. Because so many people will have gotten it and have a resilience and have an immunity. And then because of vaccine programs in an awful lot of countries. The other thing is, that's what they think is going to happen. And that's what's similar to happening in the Spanish flu. However, the big like question mark is that the developing world... Is not being vaccinated. No, that's the problem. And there is a vaccine uh, that's disproportionately yeah. given out to like uh, entitled white people. Yeah. Um. And so they their modelling suggests that that may be the one thing that continues to go on. But they said that when the Spanish flu, that a very similar thing happened also, and it's still died out. It died out. Um. So what we actually should all be petitioning for, and what everybody should be like. Writing and putting on Twitter and like going out and advocating for is for the likes of Pfizer to get rid of the patent on the on and the it, and it. allow everybody to make it yeah. so that people in the developing world world can you have can actually be vaccinated. to the vaccine. It's
1: Fucking disgrace. Um,
0: other than the current thing is that we're just making the, these massive uh, companies richer because. Yeah. Wealthy countries like Ireland are just buying them and donating yeah. them to, as opposed to the what releasing we actually patent need to do is release like, the patent and make it free, like Anadin. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, actually, those patents are never like that. Someone released them because they wanted to be the you know, patents have. A, they have a time. They have a time, time frame. Period, yeah. Um. And my last little thing on the whole vaccine, and my dad made this point to you today, and it actually made me cry a little bit. He said, "Everybody in the world that did what they were supposed to do." that went and got vaccinated that trusted the vaccine programme should be very proud of themselves because of the amount of lives they saved
1: yeah and that's all we can do I mean if anything to come out of this you can just say we did what we needed to do for other people
0: like we saved by going and following the rules and wearing a mask and continuing to wear a mask yeah you are saving people's yeah. lives and you should all be incredibly proud of yourselves for that. It's
1: so deeply frustrating though to be in a situation where you're doing that and then you have people saying that we should apologize Did to you them. see
0: that statistic that came out that um, for all of the anti-vax material that's put up on, I believe it's Instagram or Twitter? Mm-hmm. It's only 12 influencers that put it up. Are you serious? 12. They were like, it's all circulated from 12 influencers. No more that's insane 12, and that's such a small number
1: that's a tiny
0: number dude yeah they just shout louder and they're like, like uh, when I was I was on Twitter all last week um, and I normally don't get time to be on it that often but I was on it all last week and like no matter what was um, trending when I, I always go in and look yeah. but not always last week I went yeah. in and looked there was always
1: anti-vaxxers in yeah. the trending it's no matter the, what it was the, the stupidest people are always the loudest people and so like that's that's was like, fact yeah. if you are dumb you are louder that's just Let's go back to the fact that a
0: man brought his dead father dead father weekend lap early. to that poor just to that poor woman in that post office
1: give like, her six months off paid leave give us my um, pension hello I'd like to sign for my pension like
0: did you seen that uh, clip that someone put up of you know father's head <laughs> when they need uh they needed a, Like a, a tent man Or something for the football team
1: Oh but yeah bring yeah.
0: Jack
1: in the <laughs> <laughs> that up. Oh my god That poor woman Give that post office woman Six months off Go, go fund me for that post office woman Insane God love her Fucking hell man uh, Also can Russia stop because I'm having like Actual panic attacks About what's happening why, In the why, Ukraine why, at the moment why, why do we keep hearing About the doomsday clock I, was like, I keep reading about that I don't even know It keeps coming up On RT News And yeah. they're like 12 seconds to doomsday I'm like what does that mean they were like
0: We've never been closer <laughs> In the history in the closer To the doomsday what clock What does that mean And I've got to be honest I know
1: <laughs> What the doomsday clock oh, is Just take us all out From to Watchmen for all the watchmen Yeah that's the only reason I know Big um, blue penises but if, And a doomsday But up. if Russia could stop That would be real Hey Vladimir If you could just stop For five seconds Because I am terrified And very afraid For Ukrainians And also the West And the East And everyone Because it's a mess And it's so scary Just stop Just stop Like I feel so so terrified for the Ukrainian people I really am like fucking hell And this is all because they rose up and pushed an an autocratic leader out Uh It's the only reason and Putin was like I don't want other people to get this idea That you can do this So that's what he's going to do
0: Stop! But every big world
1: leader in the world has said that they're not going to interfere (sighs) It's fucking insane Well, America are interfering of course there yeah, but they said they won't send troops. Um, no, but America said that they're not going to do the first. They're the, basically what Americans are waiting for. America is waiting has given them an out and said, "Listen, we won't put sanctions in if you agree not to attack, to do what you're doing in the Ukraine." And Russia were like, "No." And then uh, all the American right who are actually in bed with Russia were like, "Why don't we just attack now?" And American like the American defense Ministry are like, "No, why would we attack? We're giving them an out. We're not being the antagonist." Yeah, it's sucks. like. 50 years ago if you liked Russia when you were in America you were a traitor traitor. to your country and now they're going to Moscow on the 4th of July and celebrating with Putin yeah I don't know what's
0: happening do you remember when like when we not even 50 years ago but when we were growing up there was that like big anti-Iran sentiment yeah 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 and now they're like yeah they're not that Mm -hmm.
1: bad listen if that doomsday clock could just take us all life that'd be great I don't don't understand if we can all go together no hold hands No, I don't want to go.
0: I'm having a great time on this rock. I'm having a ball. Have you
1: any housekeeping? Housekeeping?
0: A lot, an awful lot of people on the Facebook page did contact. Not me, but just wrote on the Facebook page about how they felt that we verbalised a very angry... Yeah, what they were feeling, yeah. uh, And... Yeah, what they're feeling.
1: Can I just say massive shout out to my sister today who made a very big donation to a woman's aid charity and then is donating a shit ton of cosmetics and stuff that she doesn't want because she listened to our podcast and got very upset. Can so I have makeup no, no, no. no. Uh, but she sent me a screenshot of she made a donation. Oh, and she said, so thank you to me, Vaughn. Like, cause it's just little things like that that make the massive yeah. difference. So, shout out to my sister, and it's her birthday. When's the 26th, Thursday? no Wednesday So birthday on Wednesday happy birthday Vonnie happy birthday Vonnie she's Bonnie. 55 she looks <laughs> nay a day over 52 <laughs> she's like, killing. she's not 55 <laughs> um, um
0: yeah. so a lot of people did uh reach out and say like thank you very much and I have to like say thank you all for being so kind and lovely um I don't think we verbalized it or put it no, together in any. We were, were, just, we were just saying what we really felt. We were very frustrated um,
1: and really frustrated, and that frustration hasn't gone away. No. Um, it's kind of I understand though that the whole um, uh, media has kind of died down around it because of the situation that's currently going on. It's subjective, so I get that. Um, but obviously, don't think we've forgotten about Ashley. We haven't, or her family. But I do think they need time to grieve. So I think it's a good thing that people are the media, especially, are taking a step back from it now and letting them grieve, because as soon as that case begins, it's going to be back in the media like that. So.
0: Yeah, and that's always the difficult thing. Is yeah, that like, it's
1: going to be straight back?
0: So and then the lovely Marcy Monroe put up an great. amazing link. Okay. To things that you should really donate to shelters. Oh, please send me for women's shelters. Yeah, and it was yeah, like such a great. That's a, they, those things are fantastic to have because sometimes I'm like, do I
1: send this? I was this?
0: thinking because we were saying we wanted to do something, and we're going to. Uh, Oh, and people were saying because we were saying we felt like so useless yeah yeah like, yeah people um, a lot of people said like that this is an advocacy this this and this podcast oh, yeah. and I was like that's so sweet and lovely but that's it doesn't so nice. still doesn't like when we're safe and secure in our rooms enough. it doesn't feel like we're doing yeah, enough we um, do more. but I was thinking that we could use this uh list of things that you should buy yeah and start like uh, an Amazon shopping list oh that's fantastic and we could get them delivered to a number of shelters, shelters.
1: that's a fucking great idea dude. Um, and
0: so that way we could just have the end address as the head Where office going okay and of a number of different shelters and then they can and distribute and then anybody who ordered. wanted to could just go in and and like pay for like nappies yeah. or something on the list yep. and it will just go to them that's a great idea that's a fantastic um, we'll definitely do that so I think we could do that and then we are going to be working with our wonderful amazing friend Keelan of Dinkying we're going to set up something mm-hmm. and sell some form of artwork we do. Feel. we're going to do something Um. but yeah thank you very much someone said amazing episode thank you both the video had me shuddering but I don't know what the video was video did we
1: talk about a video Video, 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 video. I don't remember a video. Did we talk about it? Oh, Colin put up made a little video for Instagram with us talking over it. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe yeah, maybe. that's what it was. Um, but yeah, no, we appreciate everything, and we appreciate we appreciate the amount of shit that you guys send us and help us with because there's a lot of stuff that you know I don't know, and then people are like, here's a link to this, and here's a link to this, yeah, and, this and it's fantastic, and it's so helpful. So, um, we will be doing as much as we possibly can, and as I said. To, uh, I know they don't listen to this But to Aisling's family Jesus Christ Like I hope I hope they're okay I know they're not But like I really really hope They're they're doing a little bit yeah. better Yeah No I really they're like give, They're given time to grieve properly Like um, you How do you grieve When the when the TE cameras are in your fucking face You don't grieve That's not grieving That's like Being aware of something Do you know what I mean So at least now they have the time to Grieve their daughter I got my teeth pulled out Sarah got Sarah got her teeth ripped out of her head Yeah
0: That was And now I just have one little toot in the back of the left hand side and what I tell you is adding no value to my mouth in any way
1: shape or form Let me see Put your head down a little bit more Oh dude it's healed up so much Huh? Yeah Oh, that's healed up so much. Your skin has gone back to like its natural pink color. That's crazy. Like before, it was like red raw. It has healed up tons. You'll definitely be able see to get that. See that tooth now at the back. Yeah. What's he doing? What's he going to do? What's he
0: doing by himself? <gasps> but you're gonna get denture. I think he's right. Or implants. Yeah, but that they take like months. They take like three, four months. He's to gonna to do, do all the
1: work. Like he's coming. Uh, so he's just
0: down there, at no value that I can see. Ah, uh, he's trying his best. Like I can't even brush him properly. Oh, Jesus. He's so far back. Sarah got like, her
1: teeth. Pulled out of my I got head. some teeth And some bone taken out She got out. some surgery done While she was fucking awake You yeah, know And should have been Knocked the fuck out like, I came
0: out of dentist And cried Like um, traumatised Anybody who knows me Knows that that's not like me I always just stiff upper lip And I'm like Yeah I can do this I'll get it done I'll be grand uh, That's not how this now, this is went nothing
1: Like what happened to you This is nothing Nothing like what happened okay. to you When I got my right nipple pierced Yeah <laughs> Honest to God, sometimes I remember the pain, and I go, I'm you. I go, like I'm sitting on the couch, like oh, like I remember the pain of it. Like it's like, and then that's so nothing compared to what the fuck you just like. That's torture. What they no, did it to was you. torture. Like
0: as like, I, I said to you, no, I'm got to tell you, it's head. all a little something, it's a little weakness. But if uh, if I was a spy and they went for the teeth, like they wouldn't even have to take me. <laughs>
1: I just tell <laughs> you, it's like, all like, down the oh, river. Right, Her name's Emma. Born so and dress it's the pictures. She's yellow hair. <laughs> yellow hair. Uh, crossroad. She's crossroad. She's got a deaf cat No, but you like they did. Fuck, it. Jesus,
0: dude. But I very proud of myself for going and get know, it first done. You know, to
1: because and the fact, but look, what does the dentist say to you? Are you oh, dentist, mentally prepared? First, sat in the chair and said, uh, "Sir Jane, are you mentally prepared for
0: what I'm about to do to you?" When I tell they you a little bit of who came out of my bum and walked out the door. Oh, I mean, you like, I
1: th- like, I have to shit like, like right now. I, My asshole just what opened is, up. What a thing to say Here, to wait, you though. I don't know
0: if I told you about when they walked me to the X-ray machine. Oh, you were covered in blood. I didn't realize I was covered in blood. So walked me to the X-ray machine, and I don't know if anybody has ever. I'll just say the brand because I think I can say that. But I went to Smiles. Yeah. And they're all set up very similarly. Yeah. They're all kind of open plan. Yeah. And they walked Which me is out. is weird. They walked me out to the x-ray machine. And I had to walk past people in reception. Honest to God, there was one guy. I, no one can see this. But we'll put a picture up. Of He just looked at me like this. <laughs> like, faces like, and them. then when I sat in the X-ray machine, There was like a little mirror, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like a
1: horror movie.
0: My hair was stuck to the, like,
1: up. oh, my god, sir.
0: And the, because they'd the given me so thing. much anesthetic, the left side of my face was completely dead, and there was just blood pouring Pumping. out of my mouth,
1: like oh, pouring poor, out of my poor mouth. Poor
0: thing, Jesus um,
1: Christ. Um, but I'm okay. Like I'm okay. I'm fine. No, you were amazing. Like the fact that you came out of that and you were mm. grand. Like when you were telling me what he did, that is. But the two, this borderline torture, yeah. No, there was a couple of moments where I said, do you know, what's there now.
0: Yeah,
1: you what do you re- back? think again?
0: Um, I have to go back on Wednesday to get the stitches out. Okay, and well that's is- a
1: very, like, that's a very small stitch, like, that'll take two seconds. To what do about then. the one up here? Oh, I can't see that one. There's the stitches up there. Oh, there is, yeah. No, it's healing, okay. it's very much healing. Like, mm. your skin has gone back to its natural or your gum has gone back to its mm. natural pink color, it's not raw, it doesn't look infected or inflamed. So, I'd say you'd be good to oh, go okay. on Wednesday. Emma um, the dentist Is telling you Thanks this, very much like, ranked well, When
0: I had to go And pay the lady All the money After the
1: torture I didn't feel good about it No no Here's this for me Giving me And the I literally PTSD. Like when I
0: say I felt like my head Was under water I was fucking just holding crazy. My nerve Oh no Like I was holding what? My nerve Oh I fucking hate The it. I was like And the L bottom lip Was going Under a mask I was like this I cannot imagine She good. was like yeah Are you okay Sarah Jane And I was like <laughs> Yeah but <fine." laughs> <laughs> he's that very is, funny Dan. Is- <laughs> like what no, but no like I just spent amazed. two hours yeah. and the worst the absolute worst thing about the whole thing sorry if anybody has like gone through yeah, and they don't hear about this yeah. I could hear him asking for the instruments he was going to use oh, and gosh. I could and whoever made the decision to put a fucking reflective light.
1: Yeah.
0: Above you while you're getting your teeth out. I do not want to see the inside no, of my mouth while I'm pulling my teeth
1: I don't want to see someone yanking shit out of my head. Like um, I don't want that. And he was like, uh, uh, the, he said to the lady at one point, uh, "This the larger bone saw."
0: Sorry, Sarah. what? And then he held up the bone. What is he not. <sighs> and went to your one.
1: That's very unusual. I would have been like You need to knock me out right How now How much more
0: does you need to Like what do you mean It's very unusual oh. Like i am going to take any more out Oh Jesus Christ I have to go back again And get the other side done But I'm going to like Be I'm going to go sleep Ask them put you sleep Sarah That's not pleasant Like I'm not all. very
1: good at going to sleep I know but it's better Than what you currently went through Not
0: like Like, like Sarah just make yourself Go sleep while this has been done um, Knock the bitch out But uh Yeah anyway That was my dental work
1: Very a traumatic experience Trauma! Trauma! Um, but I think that's everything. We're gonna go do our story now. Are we? We got well Sarah's doing a story and I get to listen! Yay! I love listening to stories. This is my favourite. Colin I'm gonna lie in the bed. You
2: can't do a fucking thing about it. Hey Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, lily pops. Hey there MMI fans, it's me Colin and do I have news for you It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash murder irish where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right, now all of your favourite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI super show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain along with Lily's Tales, Maxim Bell bag and some surprises along the way. But that's not all. Every single week, due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full-length story, whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most International for those cases you guys have been crying out for, or even Music Most Awesome where we talk about our favourite albums. But wait, there's even more! How about MMI Drive, the fan favourite podcast show where MNC Sarah Jane, drive around Dublin talking about all sorts of shite, plus our monthly Ask Me Ask segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two. So, what are you waiting for? Come on over to www.patreon.com forward slash murdermost Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month. Give my mammy six euros.
0: Anyway. Good lord This week I'm going to do Now it's interesting right Because I was going to do this case I I messaged you when I was in Florida 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 And said I'm going to do this case Did you? Yeah And it was before You did Yes you did Uh, Poor, poor old Ashling, And before um The incorrect man was named
1: In the first In the first fucking instance
0: Yeah Um, This All the cases we do are triggering But this case is particularly trigger Triggering for a number of reasons of what's currently happening in Irish society so the story I'm going to do today is uh, the story of the murder of Una Linsky and Marty Kerrigan okay so after stepping off the bus from Dublin civil servant Una Linsky headed for home less than half a mile from her home on the Porterstown Lane in Rathout, County Maid it was October 12th 1971 This was the last time Una was ever seen and she's never seen alive again after that point. Una was from a large family. She was one of 12. Fuck. The fifth to be born. She was 19 years old in 1971 and Anne who who's Una's cousin, rode the bus to and from Dublin daily and this night was no different. Both of the cousins chatted and made plans about organising dresses for a dance they were going to when they'd gotten off the bus they both commented on how cold it was for the first real night as it was the first kind of change in the weather from yeah. like kind of into that deep winter yeah, you know yeah. in October where it just turns they would usually stand and chat around for a while before Anne went into her house one of the first on the lane right near the bus stop but it was too cold that night Anne said that the time is about 6.55pm Yeah, and the bus driver has confirmed that that is the time Una headed on up the lane. Now, they call this a lane. It's not really a lane. It's quite a long, like, it's about a mile and a half long. It's like a little boring road. It's essentially a boring road. And it's uh, like this lane is called Porterstown Lane. Uh, She lived a half a mile up the road, which is about a 15 minute walk. Yeah. But like, it's like, it's kind of like your ma's road the main road but not really because it's not a main road And it, but you know the way you've got like all those hedging yeah, where yeah, you yeah. wouldn't really see anybody yeah, walk and covered, if you were like, sitting like, in yeah, the house yeah. um, the lane had no lighting it was about a 15 minute walk from the entrance of the lane to Una's home Porterstown Lane community was a tight knit community and many of the families in and around the area were actually related and had moved there in the 30s they were considered blow-ins even though they'd been there from the 30s. Um and an awful lot of them had moved from the north, okay? Um and moved down. This is also like 90 the 70s in particular, this is an interesting time in like Irish history. So in the like 1970s uh in in 1970 it's right at the beginning of the troubles. We'd already at that point oh, over 100 people have been killed in the troubles. Uh We'd already started like as a country to become like a little bit more like free like sexually. So like mm-hmm. it's here like the contraception train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's also in terms of like the sixties and the seven like the mid sixties into like the beginning of the seventies is also a really interesting time in terms of policing. The reason it's interesting is because um this generation had almost no understanding of like British real. And their parents really did. Yeah. And because of that, there was like this deep seated respect for the Gardi. Yeah. Um, And Eamon Davalera was still, was like just phasing out as a T shock. So there wasn't really like, this generation in particular had this like, almost like what you, we start to feel this disdain towards the Garda. Yeah. And. With like absolute like reason and resolute like confidence, we should have yeah. because they weren't doing their weren't jobs doing correctly. Job. Yep. Yeah. And in the early se- in the nineteen seventy 1970 and nineteen seventy one is when the real first beginning of like um guardy start being killed at crime So we had the very first one where remember that guard got shot at the credit union, yeah. um that happens in and around then, and so it's a real interesting turn of like of. A- change in irish history yeah um the 70s so this community in particular all these like boys and girls that i mentioned in the story they're all young they're all in their early 20s like really like just stopped being teenagers yeah but they're all working yeah so they're all going to dublin they're all working on farms but they're really tight-knit and they all hang around together um So there's no lighting on this road and it's about a 15 minute walk to the entrance of Eona's homes. Porterstown Lane community was really tight knit. Many of the families in the area are related. The teens were pretty much a tight bunch. They all hung around with one another they were all hard workers, but you'd quite often, even though they were all probably up early the next day, they'd spend like late nights driving around from bil- within villages close yeah. by, going to local pubs or discos. They were also highly unlikely to, it's, it was also highly unlikely for homes to have any personal vehicles in rural Ireland in 1971. So anyone that had a car, everybody knew the car in the area yeah. and it was kind of like, almost like the communal car. Yeah. Um. Just after 7pm a number of people uh, say that they heard screams coming from the lane at at, at just after 7pm so at this point she's now like she hasn't gotten home it's 7pm people are hearing screams at 7.40pm Una still had not arrived home it's a 15 minute walk and she got off the bus at 6.55 Una's mum started to get worried and she sends Andrew Una's brother out to look for her he called the next door house which is the Gagan house. Una was not there. So he then headed down to Anne's house because they got the bus together. Yeah. And Patrick, Anne's father, was immediately worried when Andrew asked about Una as he knew Anne had seen her off the bus and he had heard the screams from the lane. And do they not? Oh. Anyway. It not, like, I, I was thinking about this, right? And when you think long and hard, how many times have you heard screaming? I, I hear screaming quite often on my road and it's yeah, just like yeah. teenage girls but like,
1: screaming right where all- I'm from if someone was screaming down my ma's lane we'd go out like that's the thing like do you know what I mean it's that kind of thing if like if it was a boring road like from say the road at the corner of my ma's house if we heard a girl screaming like that we would go out
0: no it it, it doesn't appear that it was very long like it wasn't like a oh, drawn out okay, process okay
1: okay okay
0: so uh, he was immediately worried and when Andrew asked about Una as he knew and had seen her off the bus he immediately got into his car and his son John got into his car and both headed up to Una's house and when he got there she wasn't there so John drove out to Una's boyfriend's house and he had been in bed for about a half hour at that point point. and when John arrived but he'd said he'd not seen Una since the night before so Patrick then headed back to Una's house and at this point, it become almost like a, like people had started to like uh, know that she was missing. That she was
1: missing, yeah. So it
0: become like a central hub. There's now a lot of neighbours involved. A buzz has started that something was wrong. So Patrick then heads immediately to Dunshockland Garda Station. He reports Iwanna mes- missing at 8.20pm. Okay. So we're now 6.50. It's now 8.20. Okay. And the Garda act immediately. Well,
1: at least they didn't say... She's a grown woman. She can disappear if she wants to.
0: It was very clear that a number of people had heard a scream at 7pm and a number of people in the area had also noted that they seen an unusual car in the area. A car carrying three young men who lived in the area arrived back on the lane and it's Dick Donnelly, Martin Carrigan and Martin Conway. They could not get up through the lane because there's so many people around. So they pull over and ask what's going on. They're told Una had gone missing. They had been in and around the area an hour before, and they had told John Gagan that they saw a Ford Zodiac in the area. Dick was positive it was a Zodiac as he had a, Z- a Zephyr, and they saw cars. Yeah, cars. Oh, a okay. Ford Zodiac is a, is a is a car, and then there's a Ford Zephyr, and it looked similar to the Ford. The Zodiac was new and dark coloured. It was like not a car that someone in the area would oh, have nice. had okay. cuz it was quite expensive. Yeah. He said they picked up a girl called Irene Ennis and they headed to a pub to the local village. They then headed back and came across the crowd. As the day, days went on, the town and community all joined together and all searched for Una The Garda and this is really odd, the Garda set up their investigation HQ in the Linsky family home. Oh so they set up their like head, their office, head office headquarters and their in like essentially their home so they had like Garda's in garden in there all the time now I, I think this is probably because would the station have been tiny there is no rail station yeah so detectives from what we now know as the murder squad or the heavy squad are dispatched to this area this area a witness called Michael McIntyre was driving into Ratto to collect his brother on the night Una went missing. At 6.30pm he told the Garda on route he'd come across a dark coloured Ford Zodiac. He the, the Ford Zodiac was driving on the wrong side of the road and nearly drove into him and he had taken note of the driver because the interaction was so dangerous. He told the Garda he was a stout middle aged man he was balding he was wearing a blue shirt and he was
1: red in the face. Fair fucks he got that, all that description Jesus.
0: A similar car was seen by a younger man and he said that the car was dark but he thought that it had a wire on its side which would nearly be like a zephyr. Okay. He said the man driving was small and stout. He had dark hair. He was in his 30s to 40s and it was around the same time. So he was on the other end of the lane and this is around the same time as Una getting off the bus. Okay. Podrick uh, Gagan was walking up the lane with a number of people when he heard a noise. He turned to look behind him and he saw a car. He said it was immediately on top of him. So he said he didn't hear it coming. He said, I knew it was not a car from around here because it was a lovely flashy car. There was not a peep out of it. Everything else around here is a banger. You can hear them before you see them. And at that time, I thought it was a Zephyr. But I now know it was a Zodiac. Now The only difference between a Zephyr and a Zodiac is that the headlights, there's more headlights on a Zephyr. Okay. And he said it was a lovely flashy car. But now I know it was a zodiac. He described the man at the wheel. He said he was a middle aged man, he was well dressed, he was stocky and round. He said there was a number of other people on the lane that night also. So there was a number of people with him walking together. Yeah. Because they'd gotten off the bus at the other side of the lane. Right. Um and these all reported the exact same individual and In the, the exact car. same car. But they didn't some of them were like odds of Zephyr but they all said it was either brown, grey or black. So in the dark it could have been... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These were all reported to the guard. Another neighbour said he nearly collided with his car as he was turning. He said he took full note of the driver due to the fact that he'd come to an immediate stop or he would have crashed. He said his boot was halfway out of the lane but he had stopped at an awkward angle. He said he gave a statement saying that when he looked back in the rear view mirror he saw a young woman With brown hair, standing in the back seat, and another man beside her. Oh, God. He said, in hindsight, it appeared she may be frightened. But he never thought of that at the time. He also said the man was in his 30s to 40s. He was round. He was balding. He was red in the face. He wore a blue shirt. Literal same description. A neighbour named Kathleen saw the same vehicle on the lane as she headed for her home. As she got to her front door she heard the scream that came from the direction that Una was walking from. She was a little worried and she stopped to see if something else but there was no other sound and she said the cold then drove her inside. She said she got into her front door at 7.05pm and about 7.10pm Sean Conmay was out the back so that's the tree gentleman that I mentioned. His sister, his dad okay oh he's not it's his brother sean conway was at the back milking the cows where he saw that car or a car at the esb pylon he saw a man walking around the car with a flashlight he said he couldn't say it was a man or a woman but his assumption was it was a man, man. sean is the brother of dick okay dick had left work at 6 p.m and he made his way to his car His car was a funny-looking, loud Ford Zephyr and everyone in the area called it a honey-gold colour. The engine wouldn't turn over, so his workmate had to give him a push. And just before 6.30, he was on his way. He collected Martin Conmay. And at 6.45pm, this is confirmed by Martin's boss. They then drove to 19-year-old Marty Kerrigan. They drove to his house and... Kind of, su- they kind of sit outside for a little bit, like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And as they're sitting outside, they're kind of deciding what they're going to do. Marty's sister comes out and asks if they could bring her to the shop to get briquettes for the fire. She said it was 7.05 p.m. as she'd only gotten off the bus at 6.50. And kind of just gotten in the house and then was, was like, like there's no briquettes, shop. so I got to go down. <laughs> the clerk in the local shop confirmed it's about 7.10 p.m. when she arrives to buy the briquettes. However, a local guard is apparently outside this shop, and he's waiting to take a call from the shop because apparently there's no phones in police stations. And it's at seven p.m. And that the zephyr kind of draws his attention because it is stated that the car was like dangerous, okay,
1: (laughs) because it was like a fucking
0: banger. They said it had like holes in the exhaust, like you could hear it coming. Um, he said. And was waiting outside the shop when he noticed the tree boys. He said he had arrived early to ensure that he was there for the call. He said he was there at precisely 653 pm. Now I just think that's a load of bollocks. To be honest. <laughs> like I don't know a anybody that precisely <laughs> in a car that doesn't have a digital clock, yeah, by the yeah, way, like 653 53. Oh, 6.53 p.m. and I just noticed his banger of his effort. No one else confirms this timeline other than his garden. Of course. Dick then drove to his house with Marty in the car and they said they came across Zodiac. Dick said that car was a beauty. He didn't see anyone in or around the car. He just noted that there was a briefca- briefcase and papers on the passenger seat. It seemed pretty obvious that the mysterious car had something to do with the disappearance of Una and the local police agreed. And so everyone thought that the obvious next move was going to be trying to find this car. Of course, yeah. But the guardie from Dublin... Disagreed. Just concentrated on the local youths. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dick owned a Zephyr. It's a Ford model car and the guards began working to a theory that the tree were seen driving in the lane soon after Una got off the bus. The squad from Dublin took over the investigation and now began re-interviewing everyone. Led by Sergeant Dan Murphy and Detective John Courtney, who will know well from the Kerry Baby trials, yeah. there was now a change and two statements apparently put the lads in the lane at around the same time. So out of 40 statements that were taken two. 40 statements were retaken yeah. and two statements changed their timeline. Now can you imagine if the guards actually did their job that they might have found this motherfucker? Yeah. This now shifted the timeline of the lads by 15 minutes or so. Two weeks after Una's disappearance all three men were picked up and brought to trim guard station in what can only be described as like a sting operation. Really? They like took them into the station at 10 p.m. at night and they waited till they went to their family home and like confirmed as being home from work and that yeah. they were going out together. Yeah. And then literally picked them all off one by one. Jesus Christ. So no one knew that they'd been picked up. Okay. None of their parents, all their parents thought they were out. Oh my God, so the parents didn't even know that they have been no picked up. No one knew that these kids had been picked up. I know they're not kids, but... <laughs> The question started immediately when they got to the station. All men were kept away from each other and they were questioned well through the night with no breaks and no sleep. The men were beaten. Lumps of their hair were pulled out. Martin Conmay has was told his mother had been taken to hospi- hospital because she found out her son was a murderer. He was oh. beaten badly across the face and his head was thumped so many times his ears were black and blue. This was relentless. They were not allowed sleep. There was no breaks. The Trim Guard had then sent in Martin and told him that these lads are from Dublin and that they can do whatever they want to you. No one will stop them. The Dublin detectives (laughs) then began banging on the door and saying things like, let me in there. So like, it was like a full intimidation process. Oh my God. They said things like they were shouting through the door like we're going to kill them, these fucking murderers and stuff like this. They constantly told him that he had killed Una and that he knew he had done it. They stuck, they took a hot poker out of one of the fires and stuck it in his side repeatedly. Sarah. And he thought that he said that when it was happening like that this man like it just breaks your heart when you watch his interview. He's like sobbing, crying. Oh He's like broken. God. That he thought that they'd like stabbed him. He said it was so painful that I thought they were inside my body. And he said it was just one guard that kept Una.
1: And by any chance were they looking for this girl? The, the garter no they still haven't found her body oh my god
0: oh they constantly told them that he'd killed you that they knew what he had done until 7.30pm on Tuesday night so they did this over and over again so he gets picked up on Monday
1: and they're doing it till Tuesday this night
0: this is Tuesday night now and at 7.30pm he signs a confession oh marty and dick are now putting a room together marty is 19 years old and he's sitting on the corner of the floor completely broken down and partially naked he's beaten he has lumps of his hair missing he's a large lump on his face and his ears again his ears are back and blue and bleeding from how often he's been thumped in the head terrific. he says to dick i'm just going to tell them what they want to hear they let me go home i just want to go home Dick is the strongest out of them all and he tells them not to sign anything or tell them anything as he didn't do anything and if he did, he would never get to go home. He says, don't do anything stupid. Don't sign anything. They're then separated again. Marty signs a confession at 1.30 on Wednesday morning. Dick is left out of the station early Wednesday morning having made no such statement. It is important to note that the initial Initially, all of the men's statement was completely aligned to their original statement of the night. So I'm going to go back into the questioning now. So after hours of questioning come he says that he sees, so this is a signed confession in inverted commas, shall we say. He says that they seen Una and they offered her a lift in the lane. He said she she began yelling at Marty as they drove past her lane and that Marty grabbed her hand and she kind of slumped and hit her head off the window and went limp. This is like the most ridiculous statement. Oh my God. That Dick then ordered him out of the car. And he said the next morning, and this whole statement is so ridiculous because in the statement, he said that the next morning he sees Dick and he's like, is Una okay? But you're there out that night searching that line, for this girl. Looking for her like. So, but somehow in the,
1: like. Fucking Gertie.
0: So, Dick said he says to Dick, "Is he doing okay?" And he said, "Unfortunately, she's not." He said they had to take her out of they they had taken her out to Lucan and gotten rid of the body near a railway bridge. When he was asked to sign a statement the first time, he says, "No, it was a lie." And then a few hours go past, and there's no update on this, on anything that happens, and he signs the statement. Close to midnight, Marty is then brought in to to Martin. And he's brought into the room and he's asked to confirm that story. And he's confused at first because he's like, this is not what happened. But then he agrees that he remembers now. Oh my God. This is insane. And he said that he and Dick did leave her body at a railway bridge. But this then changed to a pond. And then changes back to near Lucan. But this will tell you how terrible this whole thing is. When he says a pond... The guards in this police station are liaising with the guards in Una Linsky's family home. Okay. And they say to the Linsky's, her body's in a pond. And then it leaks to the papers like immediately the next day. Yeah. And then the paper, like they go and search this pond. And she's not there. No, because there's no but they pond. they fucking made it up. So then they reach the um Dick... Never, ever changed his story. He said none of this ever happened. Oh, this is horrific. So, the boys' families have no idea that they've been picked up by the Garda. They're looking for them and the Garda in the village won't tell them where they are. Oh my God,
1: what the fuck is going on? They haven't been cautioned. What? They were never cautioned. They were never arrested. They just dragged them in, beat them and coerced them into a
0: statement. So... They, they don't know where they are. It's not until Tuesday that they're finally advised by the local Garda that the men are in trim. <laughs> when the Kerrigans arrive to get Marty who's 19 years old he's found in his cell naked in a fetal position. None of the men have been cautioned. So theoretically they could have left at any stage. Yeah. The Kerrigans apply for a court order of habeas corpus regardless. They're saying that he is being held unlawfully. All three men are released Shortly. Martin Conmay gets a lift home with his dad Marty and Dick are let out and no one is told that they're let out so they have to walk home because they go for the court order and the court order obviously passes after the family are gone home and they have to walk 13 miles later after they they then hitch a ride the rest of the way with a neighbour so now because a neighbour has picked them up everybody in the village knows Knows these are back and everybody knows that they've been arrested oh my god God. and then because the HQ is in this family home they're feeding back the what these guys have said
1: oh my god this is a mess
0: so uh, Mary Conmay Martin's sister couldn't believe the state of Martin and Dick when they arrive home Donnelly and Kerrigan had to walk all the way home from Trim in the Dark now the lads were back in the community tensions are high At the, so in the aftermath the families assure all of them that they've little to worry about these families assumed it would soon be clear that these were false, and that the killer was still at large, and he would be he or they would be found. Some of Una's own relatives come to the home of the boys, and even they could see it was clear that they were innocent they and that anything, they had yeah. been brutalized. It's it immediately tears family apart because the Linsky family are like these people killed our daughter. Oh, the guards are telling us. That they killed our daughter. And then they have like brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles that are like... They didn't. They didn't. It's but then the there's thing. on the other side, cousins and aunts and uncles they that are like, they well, did. they must have. Yeah. Because why are the guards saying they did?
1: <sighs> Dude.
0: So there, at this point, there starts to be intimidation happening at the boys and the family home. So uh, there's like murder is written out on the ground... And a noose is drawn, and like a hangman's gallows drawn out of like Jesus. Marty's outside Mar- Marty's house and Martin's house. Oh Lordy! <sighs> Linsky would remain missing for another two months, until the tenth of December, when a farmer named James William Williams, clearing a drain on the road at Wicklow Mountains, noticed bushes were there that shouldn't be, and discovered a body underneath it. Uh, Una's body was identified through jewellery given to her by her boyfriend Patrick Kelly who had last seen her the night before her disappearance her body was so badly decomposed that no reason for her death could be determined fuck the men truly thought that this would clear them because the fact that Una had been found nowhere near where apparently the sign confessions were she's found in the Dublin Mountains but the lads were back in the community and now tensions are even higher because their body's been found.
1: Oh my god.
0: They were regarded as the suspects by the Linskys, but the investigation didn't seem to be going anywhere. So at this point, no one's being charged. So they're like, police are gonna be like, well, we brought them we in brought and them they've, in. we've assigned confession. But like, no one has been charged with be charged. murder. Okay. The day after Una is discovered, Marty Kerrigan and his older sister, El- Eileen, drive to Rathout. She goes into a local pub. She's in there for mere moments, but people notice, and a number of Una's relatives come out to the car. Six men push out onto the road and surround the car that Marty is in. Oh no. They try to pull him out of the car. He slides into the driver's seat and speeds off. On the 15th of December, Una is buried. Her mother visits her grave every day. Oh my god. And she makes a complaint that she's seen Marty on the 19th of December in the graveyard. And that Marty jeered her and gave her the finger. That never happened. She tells her family that this... She tells her family that this happens. And they're furious. That day, Marty and Dick have been out drinking. They arrive at a pub at 4pm when it opens. And they stay there until closing. And they're with friends. When they left the pub, Marty saw Patrick Kelly, Una's boyfriend... Sitting outside in his car nearby, now Marty begins shouting at Patrick because he thinks he's trying to intimidate him. Yeah, but Marty's also drunk. He's also really frustrated, and but They're his friends, yeah, his friends pull him away and go to a local a guard that's nearby, and the guard is called Garda Harty. He offers to drive them all to a disco in Kilmoon. He wants to defuse the situation and he wants to remove the lads from the community to keep them safe. En route to the dance they come across a road incident. Garda stops and assists. He then has to go into a house close by the scene to take like information. Uh, information. And, yeah. and Marty and his friends stay in the car. Meanwhile Patrick who left the pub after like that interaction with uh, Marty he goes to John Gagan's house. Oh, no. Two of Una's brothers are there James and Sean. He tells them all what happened... But he also adds that Marty went over and kicked his car. That didn't happen. Which didn't happen. Sean then grabs a bread knife... And all a lot of the men jump into two cars... And go looking for Marty Kerrigan. Oh
2: my god, this is a fucking mess.
0: The men arrive on the scene... And a huge struggle ensues. Everybody's fighting... These are families.
1: Yeah, they're cousins. They're cousins
0: fighting each other. They're families fighting each other. Cousins fighting cousins. Marty is hit. He's hit over the head and he kind of is dazed. And Sean Linsky grabs him by the hair and pulls him into a green mini. John Gagan is driving the mini and he kind of slowly pulls off and a number of people jump into the mini and they head for the Dublin Mountains. It takes a few minutes for everyone to notice that Marty is gone.
1: Oh my God.
0: A number of hours later the car arrives back to John Gagan's house and the village is outside the house waiting for them to come back. Oh my God. Marty's not with them.
1: Oh.
0: Marty Carrigan was pulled up to the Dublin mountains to where Una was found. found. He was beaten along the way his top was pulled off him. They continuously apparently asked him like why he did it. It got to a point where he felt silent. His body is found yards from Una Lindsay's body. He has been mutilated. His penis was cut off. And he's cuts on his chest. Jesus Christ. The message is stark. A life for a life. Marty's been abducted from his home in his in rural county mead just as Una has in the same area. Anne Kerrigan says the night is burnt in my memory. I didn't think anybody would be capable of taking a life. We got word around 5 a.m. We were expecting to see him walk in because what happens is these three go to the guard, the police station with the guards and they say that he was alive and they say that what they did was gave him a beating and they roughed him up up and, but they left him up there. But when the guards go up there, they cut his penis off so on. they think that when the guards are going up there they're going to find Marty like on the side of the road injured but still alive because these are saying he's still That's alive but he is end. yeah 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 and we're expecting to see him walk in the door but there's a knock on the door and the guard at the door asking if we could come and identify the body oh my god
1: this is all the guard's fault this is all the guard's fault this entire thing that
0: was the first we knew he was dead the funeral was a blur. Oh, These are all young people on the cusp of adulthood, bound together by history and neighbourhood, and not only had two of their number been brutally taken, but the whole community has sundered. Three months later, Dick and Martin are brought up for murder of Ilnalinski. Of yeah, for sure. Dick, it goes to court. Dick is found he's not found not guilty but they can't really prove anything so they kind of just throw it out okay Martin is found guilty of manslaughter and goes to prison for three years this is a fucking shit show uh Eunice John Gagan gets no time whatsoever for driving Martin to Marty to his debt nothing nothing and the two others get a suspended sentence for manslaughter that's called manslaughter and the guards go and testify on their behalf and say that essentially Marty had been intimidating them so they drove him to the mountains and murdered him cut his penis off yeah and what they said happened was that they were trying to shut him up because he died of asphyxiation but he had no known like he didn't he had no known marks around his neck where they'd strangled him so what they said happened is they were beating him in the car and then they wanted to get him up to the mountains so that they put their hand over his mouth and obviously did it at like a great big amount of pressure and he suffocated. However, it couldn't be determined if he was mutilated after he had died or Or before before he died. But the feeling is that the bread knife that was brought up is what was used and he was mutilated while he was alive. Oh my God. With the intention of getting him to confess. Now, if that 19 year old confessed under the duress that he was under with the guards... He 100% confessed when you were... When
1: when they were doing that to him, yeah.
0: Absolutely mutilating him.
1: This is a shit
0: show. So, the guards go to court for one another. Of course they do. For Dick and Martin. Of course they do. And they say that under no circumstances... Were they beaten?
1: Abused? Were they beaten?
0: Did any of that happen? There were only... But the people that went up, and so there was two, the two witnesses that said that they could place them in yep. the z- Zephyr, they become hostile witnesses on the stand. Of they do. And the defense almost like wants, they're like, want to get rid of them. Yeah. But they still keep questioning them oh uh, to like become so indignant in like the point that they did it. Yeah. So Dick Donnelly unfortunately so there's a documentary that came out about this really recently and Dick Donnelly um died really suddenly just before the documentary was made oh, no. but he did give four statements and like Dick Donnelly obviously wasn't did, is in charge of murder didn't do anything didn't yeah, do yeah. anything but he stands over the fact that like they were just absolutely beaten um Martin Comney as I said went to prison he comes out of prison And in 2007, he goes back to say that he was coerced. And to clear his name. And he clears his name. Good. And he's given an apology from the state. But the state still to this date says that the murder squad never existed. That they acted in an exemplary manner. And it's like top league detectives that were going around the country terrorizing people. Because there's three very well-known cases where these people went in and coerced Statements uh, Statements from- The first one is the Carry Babies one Yeah The second one is Unalinsky, Linsky And then the third one Is the Salins train robbery Right um, Where they pretty much Just went in and did The so exact same thing So they had like Almost
1: thing. like an Undercover they had group They M.O. A- a lads that they were yeah, like they were like Go in and do yes yeah. get statements And
0: what these guys Were known for Was dealing with people
1: From the north And getting statements out of people So they were like the We'll north. send them down To the south Now to
0: do this yeah. shit Pull this shit yeah. as well So they used to go down And they'd be in, They were in Dublin But they'd be sent To these places To go and essentially assault in, Assault and intimidate False people statements out of people To this date No one no. has ever been charged With the, no. hit, with the murder because of Una Linsky what they
1: did Is they focused on Blaming three young lads In a village Instead of looking for Unalinsky. Linsky And like the fact that So many people saw that fucking car yeah. And, and they the didn't, same individual Yeah They didn't bother their Like you know yourself
0: them. right This is in 1971 But when I go to your mum's village Everybody knows I'm yeah, in your well mum's like house Because I don't belong, the, belong,
1: there. That, belong there that, Who's that Doe in, yeah. in, in your house 100% like that, and that's the thing about small villages and places like that. People notice everything. So the fact that they had so many people who saw that car and that person, and instead of chasing that, they brought a bunch of fucking scumbags down from Dublin to beat teenagers yeah. to get, of course, false statements out of them, and then said, "We've investigated ourselves, and we find that we did nothing wrong." Yeah, which is what they always do. So they
0: got up on a stand and were like, "Like they got people." That is- Disgusting. And they were like, no, none of that happened. These lads were never beaten up. They the families had doctors come out and evaluate their of children. They did. And the doctors got up and were like, These, these
1: children these were beaten. And then that poor chap gets dragged to the Dublin Mountains and has his penis cut up and is murdered. murdered. and so the three people that do it walk away. Yeah. Because the guards are like, Well, if this could all end up being a shit show if we don't stand by these three lads mm-hmm. that did this.
0: Oh my god a shit show you know what's really sad about the ho- like the whole story is really sad but the saddest thing about it is Una nearly gets forgotten literally that's what I was just about to say to you it became we have to find these murderers but it also now become like the story is just about Marty, Marty yeah Um, and I know that it should Earl. be he has his own story Twice. and what happened to him is horrible and why I think it's really important to talk about it this week is because the guards perp walked an individual yeah. last week
1: on telly oh my god it was a mess what was that? 300 people appeared what in that? Tullamore Guard yeah. station to watch... They dragged him out. They brought that chap out the front door of the guard station, station fully knowing what was going on. They like, don't have a back door, lads, no? No, but it's just... It's so unusual.
0: And I just think, like, there sure. are so many cases in the Republic of Ireland where it's determined that, like, the guards just didn't act. Yeah. And it, but we always do something about it long after it has impacted his people yeah. that part, when I say that man Martin Comney like he broke break your heart he said when he got out of prison he said he cried every day in prison he said the worst thing he said when you go <sighs> sleep you have a nice dream about home oh and he said God. and you'd be like that's a bit of relief he said and then I'd wake up in the morning and when I'd, I'd be still in be prison. in prison he said I cried every day in prison like he broke my heart he said then when he came out of prison he said I'd be crying go to work because I knew that everyone thought it was a murderer.
1: oh for fuck's sake
0: he said I'd be in work crying
1: Oh my god. This is
0: horrific. That poor chap. Like and the people who are supposed to protect you
1: are not. They're abusing you. Are it? coming down to abuse yeah.
0: you and tell and everybody. They just assaulted those three chaps. Assault, like like I got my teeth pulled out this week and if that's what torture feels like i tell you what you want to hear. Oh no.
1: Jesus Christ. If it means that you're going to stop. Yeah anything to make you stop. Like if um, it means that you're going to stop. And as you said like Una is seems to be forgotten she's a completely
0: forgotten that whenever this girl. story is talked about it's talked about it's spoken about the miscarriage of justice that happened because the guards literally just set a village on fire literally walked in and went They literally were like, this is like a Tinder match, a Tinder. Yeah. uh, And I'm just going to troll match it. And it's just going to go up because you guys are all
1: like deeply connected to each other. You're all related. You're all friends. You're in a tiny village. You all know each other. And we are this, when I say a shit show, but I would, that poor girl was dragged into a car. Now in the, um, the the defense down
0: uh, the prosecution went down this other route. Okay. And I do think this is potentially likely so they went down this other route when they were trying to get um, Martin and Dick and Marty who was deceased for murder. Yeah. Where they threw this like new idea that she was hit by a car accidentally. Which is potentially what because the, the, the scream was just like an, ah, and then it Aunt wasn't, wasn't one after f- yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then why is the guy walking around his car with a flashlight?
1: Oh. So you think they hit her and then were like fuck bring.
0: No I don't think they did.
1: I don't think, think they did that did. at all. Okay.
0: Because there's too many statements. There's too no. many witnesses. Like, Eileen's with them. They go to the pub with Eileen. Yeah, They're in yeah, the yeah. pub. They then come back. Like, none of that happened no, for them. No, no, no. Um, and that... But I there's a potential. And I could just be wishful thinking. But they then tried to say on... They tried to get him to say on the stand. They were like, oh, we give you an out. It'll be accidental death. It'll be like vehicular, vehicular manslaughter. Like... And he was like, no, I didn't. I didn't. None of this happened. I never saw her that day. Jesus Christ. Um, And because they couldn't determine her death. What she'd died from. from, Like, it does seem kind of likely. And maybe that's just like wishful thinking because you don't want anyone to have like died in the circumstances circumstances. that we probably think that she did. um, That that did happen. And like the guy that they're all saying that they saw by the sounds of things he sounded like he was well off he was a businessman he might have been someone with power I was probably like oh, fuck, I don't fucking want to deal with this
2: Yeah,
0: um, and panicked and then went up to the Dublin Mountains and dumped, dumped her, body. her body like the only reason her body was found is that the, the guy that found her thought that someone had like like illegally like dumped a sheep but what was he doing
1: down that road oh he was just a farmer from around there no I walking. mean the guy in the car in the in yeah the... no no and that that is the thing like what, what was, was he doing, doing because like everyone like, no one knew him, knew him. no one That's knew the I was inside. there. Was like, if anybody could say, Oh, he was here for a reason in my house, do you uh, know what I mean? But nobody could, so it's like, What the fuck were you doing down a boring road in yeah. the dark at seven o'clock night? Um, there was also,
0: so the um, in 2007, when he went for the miscarriage of justice to say that the um statements were coerced, there was also another witness that changed the statement. That okay, it's the one that changed them and said that he saw, he saw, okay, however he was beaten. So he oh, he was brought to Trim Police Station and beaten in the exact same manner to change, to the change story. his story, to place them in the position. He got up on the stand in 2007 and said what happened. And then when the, two te- the reason the miscarriage of justice held wasn't just because people got up and said, it was because there was documentation that backed it up.
1: Oh, so there okay. was
0: statements that were made of his original statement, and then retracted, and, and then changed. they were never retracted. Oh, and because they weren't ever retracted, they were supposed to be put into evidence for the original case. Okay, and they, never, they were. never were, and so the jury were never told that these two people have changed their statement, and their original statement was this, and now it's this. Sarah,
1: that is horrific.
0: Um, and so he said that he was brought into Trimguard Station whilst there were being whilst the lads were there, and he was made listen to them be beaten and so his intention was that he was going the to fuck yeah, he, was go, he said I'm not going to be meeting like that so I'm going to get up and hit one of the guards a dig and then they'll just knock me out he was like I'm not going through this he was made said that he's seen a car his original statement said that he never saw a car that he was facing the wrong way in the garden but that he heard a vehicle go past but he never saw anything never saw anything and he was made change of statement by he's being beaten tons. To
1: say that he saw the tree lads in the car. These actual evil cunts. Well, very, very good job. Even though it's horrific. And an absolute I shit just think
0: it's show. important to know what we know. And to know... Like, I don't... Outright, when things... Like, what happened to Ashling happens. There is this large outpouring of, of like, rage. And, like, disgust anger and, and anger. Yeah, yeah. And all of the things that you should feel. But what you also need to do is ensure that
1: justice is carried out correctly that you have the right person because what happened is to that first Romanian gentleman who was accused of doing it had his name dragged through the shit Yeah. and people had immediately condemned him without any evidence None. his family are situated in Ireland his mother is a music teacher he's, his sister is mentally ill he's trying to look after his family there. I don't know anything about the trap regardless of that and everybody in Ireland was too busy posting his fucking pictures of, from Facebook. And on allegations Twitter. of assault, which were never true. Never true. And not understanding that how are you helping anything? You are not... And I understand the outrage, but it's like, you're not helping. No, you're not. This is not helping anybody. So you're posting his picture in what the hopes that someone goes and kills him. Yeah. Is that what your hope is? Is that what you're look? So for? Like, like, I understand. It's not
0: the same thing because the social media didn't exist. then, But it is the same thing. because it it's, it's the, the vigi- same idea. It's vigilantism. Yeah. And it's the and same kind
1: of thing, except it's not in on, on Twitter. It's in your village. It's in your village
0: and you're like, Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And then all these other things of like, he came down, he kicked my car yeah. he gave
1: my mad a finger in the graveyard. Like, none of that happened. Like, you know what I mean? But that's that's absolute trauma for a lot of those people yeah. just being like, I, I did see this. It did, this did happen. And it's like, no, it didn't happen. Um, so I think we all just need to ensure that the person who actually did the stashling did the stashling and we are putting the right person in prison. And also that we
0: need to... Uh, it's uh, uh, Yes, 100%. But that the guards...
1: Do their job. Yeah, I felt that like guard Stop. Last week was very much for show. It was a, and it, it was an l- absolute show and tell an exercise. My stomach, turned my like stomach. within the first two seconds, I messaged yeah. you to be like,
0: "Do you not? Does this, this not
1: feel wrong to you?" Just immediately, I was like, "This is li- making me feel ill. I hate like, this. this." Like this is like, we've we we do not do this. No, what is and that and I, did, I was talking to the people in work and they were like, "Do you kind of feel like maybe the guards are putting on a show?" I was like, "Exactly what they were that doing That is what they're doing. They've been like We got our man That's what they were doing Like To prove um, to the general Because even my like, dad Me
0: and my dad were talking about it My dad was like But it's a really small it's a Small community I was like is not small dad is not small is not small Like is a proper town Like, like 300 it's 300 people Outside the police station And, like, the fa- and her family yeah, In the police in the station, station. <sighs> Like also From like a complete Trauma point of view And from a like Point of view That these people Are going to need Counseling and yeah. therapy And psychiatric help yeah. What the fuck do you think is a guard that's going to do for them no. to have them there when you're walking in some like uh, that? No, for me, was just understand. like, what on earth do you think the benefit is? That that how does this help? Is how does like this help? Going to do for that family? It's like, oh look, we look, look, we did. we did our jobs. Oh, We
1: did our jobs. It like, that your was, job's not done, motherfucker. You no, got to go to court. That was a joke. What happened last week? I was just like, what the actual fuck is this?
0: Like. It just And so then when I wa- I know I said I was doing this case When I was in Florida But then when everything I was like I'm definitely doing yeah. this case I do think this case Potentially needs longer To go through like All the details of all the statement But like He's got the bare bones of it lads Right
1: that's the gist Guard of coercion uh, It's a thing It's an absolute thing Police coercion is very very much a thing There's actually a really Remember good documentary that Remember I did that Yeah there's a really good documentary It used to be on Netflix I'll get the name of it I can't remember what it was now But basically the entire documentary Was about false statements Oh yeah 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 police coercing False statements of the people And it happens Constantly Like frequently It's not like a one off thing yeah. Because As a person There's only so much you can take Like if you bring someone Into a room at 10 o'clock at night, It's torture tactics Yeah They get this shit from Like to- Fucking World War 2 shit Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Bring someone into a room at 10 o'clock at night and don't let them sleep for 12 hours. Don't feed them. Don't give them anything. Tell them, oh, your family all know you did this. Yeah. Your family hates you. your are and hospital. And the guy in the other room that we brought in has said that you did it. He said you did it and then putting somebody else outside to listen to three men being beaten. Yeah. What the fuck? That is a shit
0: show, Sarah Jane. Dick Donegan's what? Dick, Dick's wife is really strong. Dick's, Dick's wife is also Marty Corrigan's sister.
1: Oh my God. What the fuck? So, yeah it's really sad so it's all intertwined they're all
0: intertwined with each other like they really are um, oh, man, but like I can absolutely the see that the documentary that I, I watched is on RTE and there's three of them um, I'll
1: watch that although I don't
0: re- know. it's on an RTE player it's really good I don't know if I can watch sad um, things anymore
1: and uh, don't watch sad things no um, <coughs> excuse me um, that's my story it's very good I'm very t- disgusted by everything and you know as Sarah did say like this has been the last week has been like ah uh, Case of like we as people need to take a step back now and let justice kind of do its thing and let and what I mean by that is not like it's not our job to fucking deliver justice and we're not like at the end of the day it's the fucking guards it's the guards and our shitty judicial system but something has to be done about this but us sitting online casting blame on people that actually didn't do anything Uh is not helping anybody um yeah it's all very very odd and we're not sitting here saying Leave them alone That's not what we're saying No like, that's the other thing The other all. thing that really bothered me About last week Where people like, were like You have
0: to be really careful Online about what you, no, you what, no What the fuck are you talking you're about You're not it, You just don't have to Fucking put
1: people's pictures yeah, up Yeah just don't put people's pictures Or private You're allowed to give your opinion You're allowed to be like I don't think people should be murdered That's fine Yeah But like Just don't be like Posting any personal information Any shit that you've seen Don't do any of that Like Because That can go wrong That yeah. can go very very wrong And people can walk away When that shit happens But um, yeah Everything is weird And awful and a nightmare And that story's really Fucked me up now Oh I'm sorry No it's just Desperately sad Because the Gardaí came in And basically destroyed An entire Yeah Like ruined people Destroyed people Just destroyed them And that poor girl died Like she's dead And buried in a fucking Ditch in the Double Mountains Like Can we just say Everybody Let's shut the Wicklow Mountains down Shut it down You're not allowed In the Wicklow Mountains anymore Becky you're not allowed To move to Wicklow Shut the Wicklow Mountains down I am starting a petition to shut the Wicklow, shut
0: the Wicklow Mountains down <laughs> Shut down Is that not the Garden shut of down.
1: Ireland? I don't know It's the Garden of
0: fucking Death I'm going to tell you some dad jokes to cheer you up Tell me What did Tennessee What did Tennessee
1: oh, it's like We're not off to a good start no, me...
0: <laughs> no, I can't say that one What kind of drink can be bitter and sweet? No idea Reality I like it uh, Let's see what else have we got. What's brown and sticky? A stick <laughs> How do you not know that one? I've never heard that word. <laughs> Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy walked into a duck. I don't get that one either. Two guys walk into a bar. Third guy. Oh
1: wait, no. Oh, he ducked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Get it
0: there. How do you get a country girl's attention? No idea. A tractor. That's a good one. That is a good. That one That is a good one. Why are elevator jokes so Flavio classic would and good? Love these. Go on. Why are on ele- Why are elevator jokes so classic and good? No idea. They work on many levels.
1: What?
0: <laughs> what do you call a pudgy psychic? No idea. A fortune teller.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: that's a good one. Okay, we'll end on that one. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Oh, I know. This one's good. Okay. What do you call it when a group of apes start a company? No idea. Monkey business. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like that one too. I, fortune the one teller is the best
0: You know, the fortune teller is a good. One. My wife asked me to go get six cans of spray from the grocery store. I realised when I got home That I picked seven up
1: What Um, Lads Listen Have a nice week Uh, Buy Buy nice things for yourselves Eat some cake Watch Uh, things That make you happy Watch things that make you happy I'm re-watching Fraser, It's making me very happy Graham's watching Ted Lasso So I'm watching that again with him Even though fucking Kelsey Grammar's a Trump supporter You can't win lads Yeah Massive Trump supporter Massive Republican I learned this because like wikipedia him the other day and I was like what's it and he's had a lot of troubles oh had a lot of troubles cause lot do you remember that video of him falling off stage like he's like oh have you ever see, have you seen those Instagram or memes or whatever TikTok memes where it's like the person goes oh good heavens yeah that's what right <laughs> of. <laughs> okay lads we gotta go enjoy Colin's song it's very cute bye bye
2: everybody oh, okay. Emma and Sarah are friends matter no. Most Irish Patreon is filmed in front of a death cat in Ballyfermus.